You guys will join me in welcoming everybody watching online and on demand, podcast, wherever you are. Thanks for joining in. I know some of you are still a little groggy from all that turkey that you ate this week. So you're, you know, hanging at home and that's good. And uh, we've got uh, folks showing up on our campus here with us for this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family. A little fun reminder, it is only 29 days now until Christmas. Woo, right? Yeah, you had to say that, right? Just let me get over this one, right? And so um, this holiday season is definitely in full effect and going on. And that's why we've been, we're wrapping up actually today a series called Help for the Holidays. What we wanted to do is get some help from the scriptures to help you navigate all the stresses of the holiday season, the shopping and the preparing and the family and so on and so on. And so, and if you want to go back and catch up on that, you can always do that at our YouTube channel, uh, santacruzbible.org, or our podcast, which is available everywhere. And typically on this weekend every year, this is usually a weekend we're in churches everywhere and, and, and talk about thankfulness and, and gratitude and that type of stuff. And, and honestly, as I think about it, really, gratitude is really not something we talk about enough, right? We kind of do it once a year, and like, oh, we try to be thankful, and then, but really, it's an attitude and a perspective that is really life-changing if you, if you really get what it is and know how to get it, get, connect to it kind of at any time. Um, if you think about this in your life, gratitude is a perspective that every single time you've had it, it has grounded you. It really has. Like you kind of were worried or kind of panicked and kind of had a narrow focus, and all of a sudden gratitude kind of kicked in and changed your perspective. And gratitude really is that ability to step back, take a deep breath, and look at the bigger picture of your life. And when you do that, you realize there's a lot to be grateful for. But when things are discouraging, it's hard to have a lot of gratitude, right? Like when things aren't going right, Uh, It's hard to find what you're thankful for because there's so many things you're concerned about and those type of things. So it's not an attitude sometimes we always carry with us. But this is actually when we need perspective. When you are going through discouragements and disappointments, this is when you need something like gratitude. You need a change of perspective. Because when we are going through hard times, you guys know this, our focus is very narrow, right? Right? We are zoomed in on the crisis. And this is all we can think about, right? We wake up thinking about it. We go to sleep thinking about it. We are zoomed in on this thing. But gratitude gives us this ability to pull back and see this bigger picture and realize that you are not cursed, okay? You're blessed. There's more good than bad at any point in your life. And sometimes you just need a reminder that God is still there and God is in control and sometimes you just need to pull back, take a deep breath and realize, yeah, I don't like what's in front of me, but I need a bigger picture. Uh, Last weekend I watched It's a Wonderful Life. Now how many of you, is there anybody out there that you watch that movie every year? Just throw up your hands, come on, right? It's so funny to me because it's by far the oldest movie I watch. So every time my kids come in, they've never seen black and white, right? So they're like, what, what's wrong with the television every time I'm watching this movie? Because I will not watch the Turner 90s thing when they added color and it made everything just look like that. Just no, 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 we don't do that, right? So I watch it, I watch it every year. 
And it's crazy to me because the last 15 minutes of that movie is what it's famous for. And it's still powerful 77 years later. That's how old It's a Wonderful Life is. Think about it, 77 years. Now, I don't want to spoil a movie, but honestly, you've had 77 years to watch It's a Wonderful Life, okay? Like, if you just haven't seen it by now, I want to give away a couple things, but I mean, really, you know, you should see it if you haven't seen it. I'm so glad they haven't tried to remake it, ruin it. Like, it kind of is what it is, right? So, but the whole thing is, George Bailey, he's facing a crisis. In long story short, he gets very, very overwhelmed. He's not sure he can go on with his life. And then an angel visits him and gives him a gift. He shows him the world as if he had never existed. And what he finds out is that he sees the bigger picture of his life and the impact he's had on other people, things that he just didn't realize because he's so zoomed in, so focused on what's overwhelming him, but he doesn't realize the overall impact and the magnitude that every life carries with him. So in the end, he's alive, he's grateful not only to be alive, but he's grateful to be loved by people and he's grateful to be able to love people. And every time a bell rings, right? An angel gets its wings, right? You know, we've seen the movie, right? You know, kind of thing, anyway. And, and it's interesting to me because we watch that movie and we're drawn to stories like that. And the reason why I think we're drawn to that is because we kind of wish we could get that view of our lives too. Because we are so in the now, so in the present, so in the small view. You just kind of wish you could have that dream or some weird angel shows up to you. You know, it just shows you like the bigger picture. Like here's kind of the, the whole view of your life. So you can kind of just get that fresh perspective. And honestly, that's what we all want. Like everybody wants to see the bigger picture. That the sum of our life is not just what's in front of us and these problems in front of us. We all want to be reminded that there's more than meets the eye in our lives. And gratitude is one of those things that actually could do what these movies try to do. It helps you snap out of it. And it snaps you back into reality in this wide lens view of your life. Gratitude gives you a view of the ocean when all you can see right now are the waves in front of you. Gratitude ends the pity party that we have for ourselves. And it begins a celebration of what we already have. Gratitude shows us that no, it's not Murphy's Law in control. It's God and he's in control. And here's the other thing, he's for us, right? And we forget that so much. You know, counting your blessings reminds you that there is enough blessings in your life to count. There is so much going on. We get so focused sometimes, and it's human nature, and I do it, and we all do it. We get really, really focused on discouragement, disappointment, things like that. But gratitude offers a whole new view of who we are and the lives that we're living Now, I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine you're a kid on Christmas morning. Some of you actually are kids, so this won't be hard, okay? But imagine you're a kid on Christmas morning, and I want you to imagine that feeling of the gifts everywhere and, like, unopening the toys and your stockings just full of stuff. Um, You got all these things, and you're just opening all these toys, and there's that time where you open everything, and then you will start taking, you know, kind of assembling things and putting things together so you can actually play with them. And that's when you realize that one of your toys is missing a piece. So it's not going to work, 
right? Like, oh, it has to have this, and we don't have this, right? Or, or it needs batteries, and we don't have batteries, or whatever. And so you're so disappointed that this toy is broken, or it's not going to work, right? Or it's missing something. And so when that happens, you have to choose. you got a choice now. Which one are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the broken toy and be disappointed? Or are you going to focus on the fact that you're literally surrounded by toys right now? Okay? And here's why I bring this up. Because in the same way, God gives us so many gifts that if we're honest, we just kind of take advantage. We just just kind of take it for granted. Family, health, provision, work, on and on and on and on. And if one of those gifts is not turning out like we had hoped, what do you do? What do we do? Do we just focus on the broken gift? Or do we focus on everything that we've been given? Because the former, here's the thing, if I just focus on what's broken, I get bitter. I don't even care anymore or think anymore about what's around me. But when I really think about all the gifts, I get better because I realize like, oh, this is just one of the things. This is just, yeah, this is it, but I'm going to get a new perspective on this. This is why James said this in the New Testament. James 1.17 says this, everything good comes from God Every perfect gift is from him. And these good gifts come down from the Father who made all the lights in the sky. But God never changes like the shadows from those lights. He is always the same. So in essence, what we understand, and this is a key principle when it comes when we think about gratitude and generosity and things like that, is really everything that we have comes from God. Everything that we have comes from God. Some gifts are perfect, and some gifts are good. And there's just different gifts, right? And here's what's interesting. What happens if one of those gifts changes? What happens if one of it's perfect, but now it's not perfect? Or it was good, now it's okay. Well, we don't have to worry about that, because here's what we heard, heard in the Scripture. God never changes, Now, the gifts may shift around and things may break and things may happen, but God, who gives us all these things and everything we have comes from him, he never changes. So here's the thing I have to consider and think about. My job isn't going well, okay? But then you think about what all you have and you start to realize, you know what, I'm just thankful to have a job right now. Or you think my health is not going well right now. I have so many things wrong with me and every time I go to the doctor, they act like they've never seen a patient, right? They're like, we've never seen anything like that. And I'm frustrated. But then you start to kind of look at everything. You start to realize, you know what? I'm just thankful to be alive today. I may not feel great today. I may feel sore today. I may be dealing with this, but I'm alive. You know, um, family is a bit weird, right? We have so many people at our house right now. I mean, people are sleeping. It's that kind of a thing where people are sleeping on the floor and you can't use the bathroom for for days. (laughs) Right? You get up at like 5 a.m., take a hot shower just because like that's just the only time and then someone else figured it out and then you're both up at 5 a.m. taking cold showers and you're like, what is happening, right? And family can be weird. Like we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. I even had one, a person in my own family speak last week just to tell you just how weird it gets, right? And the thing is, this was so funny. 
You can get caught up in that kind of stuff, but no matter what, there's a lot to be thankful for, isn't it? And you don't want to sit and be grateful at the end, thinking, I wish I'd spent more time, and I wish I'd showed love, and I wish I'd done these things. There's a lot to be thankful for now. Finances aren't where you want them to be. You can get really swept up in that stuff, but honestly, be thankful that you have the means to live. You're still hanging in the most expensive county on God's green earth, and you're still here. I mean, there's so much to be thankful for, right? Yeah, that's a guy dressed as a clown playing the kazoo, skipping down the beach. But boy, these beaches in Santa Cruz sure are beautiful, right? That sunset is so pretty behind the crazy clown man. We have a lot to be thankful for. Gratitude gives you perspective. And this is why the Apostle Paul hammered, hammered, hammered gratitude all throughout the New Testament. He says this in Ephesians 5.20. He says, always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he's saying is just always be giving thanks to God. He's like, don't let go of the gratitude perspective because the second we lose sight of it, we get in a dark place. We get in a bitter place. And here's what else he says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He's talking to us about when things get tough, when the toys break, when situations are hard, when situations are painful. He says this, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And what he's telling us is this, is that I can thank God anytime and I can thank God for any circumstance because in the end he is in control. And I'm not in control as much as I'd like to be, but I can thank God for trusting me with the good circumstances and the bad circumstances. And when you do that, you give latitude to an attitude that's not simply a platitude, it's gratitude. What the heck just happened right now? But the bottom line is, you elevate this attitude in your life of like, you know what, there's a lot to be grateful for. And that, that grounds you when you're ready to hit the panic button and when you're ready to just get into all kinds of anxiety. It's that wide view of your life. Some of you are going through so much right now. Holiday season is very hard for a lot of people, especially when you're going through loss and grief and just, or just, just, just tensions and stuff. A lot of people are navigating circumstances and they're just like, I just don't know how we're gonna get through this. I don't know how this is gonna happen. I mean, I'm just, I just feel like just desperate. I feel discouraged, I feel depressed. And I will say this to you. One of the great ways that you will stop wanting to give up is when you start giving thanks as a practice, as a discipline, and not just when you feel like it. It's like a discipline of just going like, okay, before I go into this dark spot, let me get some different perspective on where I'm at right now. And let me get some different perspective on what's going on. Because you are blessed. And those blessings have not stopped and they will continue and one thing we forget is life is good even when things are bad. It is still worth living. Now, I want to be clear, okay? Before you get up there, you're like, you're just telling people to look at the glass half full, right? You're telling people to look at lemons and see lemonade, and this is a bunch of positive thinking, you know, Dr. Phil-esque type weirdness. 
No, no, I'm not talking about positive thinking. I mean, I think it's good to be optimistic. I really do. Um, But at the same time, I'm talking about an active choice to choose an attitude and perspective about your life that we too often lose sight of that really will help you in times when you are tempted to go dark and to give up. It is a choice to focus. I mean, think about this. Instead of focusing on what I don't have, it is a choice to focus on what I do have. Instead of focusing on what I want, it's a choice to focus on what I've already been given. Instead of focusing on what's wrong, it's choice to focus on what's right. And when my focus is too narrow and all I can see is the crisis in front of me, God is always there to give us the ability to see the bigger picture. And there is so much in our lives to be grateful for. I don't, I'm not saying that to you as a guilt trip. Everybody loses sight of this. This is why we talk about this. We all forget. Like we just lose sight of like, gosh, I am so consumed with this. But if I could just pull back and just get a little bit of a bigger frame right now of what's going on, I think I could realize that it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Like God has always been faithful. We always need that reminder of what we're grateful for. And before I move on, I want to tell you a little bit of what I'm grateful for. I, I'm very grateful for family. I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful for the means to live. And again, super expensive county, right? But we can live here. But I really want to say for me how personally grateful I am for you, this church. I mean, this community of people has trusted me to lead them through changes, to lead this church into the future. And I cannot tell you how many times, in, in days that I've needed it, that you people have encouraged me and prayed for me and reached out and just said something kind. And, and it just made me realize, like, this is who we are as a people. And I'm so proud to be a part of who we are and where we're heading. And so many of you have been, you know, directly just bless me, my, my family and all. You know, we have such a big family. We had way too many kids. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but we did. Okay, anyway, and I love them all. They're great, but I'm just saying, when we show up in a restaurant here in Santa Cruz, people know, right? You know kind of thing? We get charged gratuity every meal, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it's that many people. Anyway, but the thing is, is that we've just been so blessed and, and as a church, it's always hard when you're trying to figure out how to move from the past and move into the future. But I'm not even concerned with the past or the future. It's right now in the present. About to enter the season that we're about to enter. I'm so thankful for what we have. And sometimes you know, it, it is so interesting. We get so caught up in trying to move forward and trying to get to this and trying to get to that. And sometimes the very thing you need is actually not to get there yet. It's to pause right where you are and go, I'm just so thankful to be in this situation or this, or this mess, depending on what your situation is, right? But even in transition times like this, it, it's good to pull back and just go, man, I'm just really thankful. Thankful for where we've been, thankful for where we're going. 
And what I love about our church is we're not very perfect, we're not very polished. Like, we don't edit mistakes out of the service to try to make it look weird or something. We just, we just roll with it. But what I love about us is that we're raw, we're real, and committed to help and encourage others. And I'm, again, so proud to be the pastor of this church and just so proud of, of just great people that I'm so thankful for that just impacted my life. Now, enough of the Hallmark moment, okay, before we, you know, the snow falls and somebody kisses or whatever at the end of every stinking one of those movies. Here's what we're going to do. Because there's a lot, I'm going to basically say your turn. There's a lot to reflect on and to just get some perspective about right now in your life. There's just times, guys, we just need perspective. We get so right there in that zone, and we need perspective. And I want to give us a time. Joe's going to come up, and they're going to lead a song and kind of lead through this time of reflection. But let me also tell you what we're going to do during this time. Is during this next song, we're going to invite you to run, go to the side, front, uh, wherever the sides are, there we go, and the back. And take the elements of communion because at the end of this song, we're also going to take communion together. Now, why are we going to do that? Because not only are we grateful for the blessings that we have in our lives, but we're grateful for new life. We're grateful for what Jesus has done for us so that, we, 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 so that everyone listening and everyone in this room together, we all have a single purpose. We've all been given this incredible love to share with others. But let us reflect on what happened on the cross and let us reflect on what happened, not just there, but how it plays in our life now. What does that type of love look like in my life? Does God still love me the same way? Yes. He still loves you that much. And what do I need to reflect on and be thankful for now in these moments? So I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to invite you whenever you want to grab those um, communion elements. And let's just have a time of reflection as we continue our service. Let's pray together right now. Father, I just come to you and ask you to help us to shift our focus today. So many times, Lord, we've been caught up in just directly what's in front of us. But we forget what's behind us, around us, in front of us. We lose sight of the bigger picture. And God, I just pray in these next few minutes that you help us to reflect. And help us to find gratitude and find perspective. Find that bigger picture that you want us to see. That even in the moments when it, we're not sure that you're there and we don't always feel like you're doing what we need you to do, you are there. You're in complete control. And beyond that, you love us. And you are always for us. So Father, I pray that we can step back and take a deep breath and rest in that fact now. In Jesus' name we pray.